0: Welcome to another episode of the Modern Facilities Management Podcast, brought to you by Flowpath. I'm your host, Griffin Hamilton. This is the show where I interview industry experts who share their stories, strategies, and insights into modern-day facilities management. From hospitality to commercial real estate and everything in between, we'll learn what it really takes to succeed as a facilities manager. Welcome to another episode of the Modern Facilities Management Podcast. Today I've got Chris Chaffee. Chris, how you doing?
1: Good. How are you doing?
0: <laughs> doing well. Doing well. Uh, I know you're you're tuning in from, uh, from Tampa, Florida, which as uh, most listeners uh, know about me, I'm from Tallahassee. Uh, I'm a knoll and uh, I don't think we talk about it very frequently, but uh, I am a hockey fan. And so... I am a Lightning fan, with uh, that being the closest NHL team to Tallahassee. But uh, well, I think it's topical, too, because what we're talking about is severe weather and how to prepare and what actions you can take after the fact. But uh, before we get into the, de- the details there, Chris, why don't you tell the audience a little bit more about who you are and what it is you do? Of course, I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, my name is Christopher Chaffee. I'm the Commercial Progress Manager here at IBHS, which is the Insurance Institute for Business and Home Safety. Uh, My background is in structural engineering, I got my degree in architectural engineering with a focus on structural systems as well as a minor in architectural studies. After school I did a few years of structural design, so I worked on commercial properties small to large, uh, anywhere from the theme parks over in Orlando to hotels, uh, even the uh, St. Petersburg uh, Florida Pier. I also designed for that as well. Then I moved over to IBHS, where I've been here now for about um, going on eight years uh, on the mitigation side of things. So how can we prevent uh, damage from these severe convective storms, uh, wildfires, hurricanes? What can business owners do to protect their properties? Um, We also do full-scale testing. So the IBHS uh, is a nonprofit organization. We're funded by the insurance uh, property insurance owners, uh, reinsurance, and their affiliate companies. Uh, what we do is we do full-scale testing on commercial as well as residential-style buildings, and then we translate that into uh, different types of communications, and you know we influence building codes, and how can we really make buildings and residential properties more resilient against these natural disasters.
0: That is interesting, and I think it's pretty topical now with uh, March through June, I saw uh, has the most severe storms. And so this is going to be great content for, for those that are preparing for that uh, yeah. unfortunate busy season that's coming up. Uh, but j- really quickly on IBHS, is that a national presence? I presume so with the different types of uh, severe weather that you cited.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we are nationwide. Um, we are located here. Our our, um, our corporate office is here in Tampa, Florida, but our research center is actually in Richburg, South Carolina. Uh, So just south of Charlotte, uh, we have a full-scale testing facility there. Uh, We have a turntable where we can put a two-story commercial building uh, in there, subjected to different wind pressures. Uh, We're able to test up to, you know, Cat 3 hurricane winds. Uh, We also have the capability to test wildfires, so uh, we are now making a big presence over in California where we're seeing a lot of the uh, increased wildfires. Uh, we also do a lot of hail testing, so we were able to create our own hail test, where uh, typically hail tests are done with steel steel balls, uh, but we have been able to make uh, ice balls with uh, different types of chemical properties, that way it can mimic what's actually happening in the real world, because uh, we, what we notice is that what we're seeing in a lab sometimes doesn't translate to the field, so we were able to create our own tests. So uh, we see hurricanes all the way in Florida, up and down the coast, Alabama, uh, but we also deal with the high winds, hails, tornadoes. So we are uh, across the country.
0: Across the country and across the board with the different types uh, of storms and severe weather that you're that you're seeing. And uh, unfortunately, that's becoming more and more common. Uh, that's something where I mean, we've seen that over the years with the wildfires, more severe uh, hurricanes coming up. Uh, so how has that changed? You mentioned you've been there for eight years. I mean, how has that changed from day one to where it is now?
1: Yeah. So what we're seeing is that storms uh, don't care about a time frame. Uh, when we look at severe convective storms right now, the busy season's coming up soon, but we're seeing them across the entire year. Um, it's not just subjected to what we typically put in these parameters. Uh, that goes for wildfire season. We used we used to call it a wildfire season where it was mm. August, September, October, but doesn't exist anymore. Uh, more so, even with hurricanes too. Uh, you know, June first isn't the date of start anymore. Uh, you know, we're seeing formations even before that. So um, that's been a real change. Uh, it's just weather patterns have changed. Uh, the way we can mitigate and the way we can protect our business hasn't. Uh, Right. You know, the science behind it is always evolving, and we're we're learning more and more things. But you know, the general practices that we're going to talk about today really haven't changed.
0: Yeah, and on that, I think that's a good segue here. On, and I know it's going to be different with different types of severe weather here. But let's start high level. What people could do as we're nearing that "quote unquote" uh, the imaginary uh, or false busy season, if you will. But uh, what can people do in preparation for that?
1: Yeah. So one, first you want to understand what your vulnerability is. So what are you, what is your business actually exposed to? Um, Right now, we're going to talk about severe convective storms, so our thunderstorms, our tornadoes. Um, you know, where is your property located? Are you next to other businesses? Are you on a hill? Um, what are you going to be subjected to? You know, uh, a storm in Tampa may be different than a storm in uh, Pennsylvania. Also, um, your building can age differently in your different environment. So if you're located near saltwater, uh, you're going to be exposed to some more uh, you know, harsh conditions, which would be then recommend more maintenance. So, During the off-season you really want to do maintenance on your building. So if you are say a hotel or a restaurant uh, you want to get with your staff, your team, whether you have a contractor who does routine maintenance for you or does your inspections um, or if you're doing it yourself. You really want to get around your building. You want to understand what your building has and you want to maintain it. So what are we looking at? Well, we know that the roof is our main focus. Our roof is our first line of protection against severe storms. So it's the first line of protection against wind, water intrusion. So you really want to make sure that that is done right. So what we're going to do first off, um, you know, walk around your building. So if you are doing routine maintenance, first off, before I even get into that, we really want to talk about how often you should be doing routine maintenance. So when you're in those more vulnerable areas like a saltwater exposure or if you have higher snow loads or you're seeing um, you know changes in your temperature, you want to do routine maintenance every season change and then before or after a storm. So during those routine maintenance, you want to walk around your building, you want to make sure you're looking at your roof. You want to make sure that your flashing is secured, so your flashing is what holds that roof cover on your roof at the perimeter edge. It's going to be a metal piece around your building, so you can walk around the bottom, look up. If you see any flaps that are, look loose, you can see underneath them. You want to you know, be, pay particular attention to that. Uh, if you can, we want you to get up on that roof. now. Fall protection is a big issue, so you want to make sure that you have your your safety equipment on. Uh, If you can get up there, sometimes you have a flat roof, you have a hatch, you can go up there. Uh, It's nice if you have a perimeter edge. uh, That way, you know, if um, a parapet around your perimeter, that way you don't need the fall protection, but pay particular attention to that. Uh, You want to make sure that your roof cover is not showing any signs of aging, any signs of degradation, so look for discoloration in your roof cover. Uh, Ponding water is a good one. Also you want to make sure that you're removing any debris. So if you have dirt buildup, that can clog your interior drains, clog your gutters. That will add excessive weight. If you have a lot of rainfall and those gutters are clogged, excessive rain on that roof. So you want to make sure you're getting those all removed. Uh, Trim your trees around your building. Make sure no trees are sitting on top of it. Furthermore, you want to make sure that your roof-mounted equipment is properly attached to your building. So if you have an HVAC system up there, uh, make sure that the fasteners are all connected. Make sure none are rusted. If you see any of that, the best line of defense is to hire a licensed contractor. Just have them come out, do a maintenance inspection on it. If they need to replace the fasteners or, re- or uh, add additional fasteners, have them do it. Uh, it's better to be safe than sorry later on. Uh, so these little minor things... Uh, the cost of a contractor to come out and put a single fastener or two fasteners uh, is relatively inexpensive to the downtime that you may be experienced later on um, or the actual damage you're going to see because if we get that excessive roof weight from the roof on there or if you see the mechanical units falling off, they could slide across your roof cover, cause damage, penetrate that roof, and then now you have interior water damage. Um, all of these things that can be prevented, you know, lead to interior mold growth, uh, wet inventory if water gets inside, uh, and business downtime. So we really want to do that in the, in the off-season and make sure that you're maintaining your building so that when this season does come up, you're not scrambling last minute to, to fix those issues.
0: Hey, listeners, real quick. This is Alex Cummings, CEO of Flowpath, an industry-leading CMMS designed and built by operators to fit the scale of any organization. I'm excited to share with you that Flowpath now offers a tier for teams that just need core CMMS functionality on simple monthly contracts and at a price that makes sense. We call it Flowpath Core, and it runs on the same powerful Flowpath software that thousands of professionals rely on every day. So come check us out at getflowpath.com and see just how easy it is to get started with a software designed to fit your needs. Oh, and mention this ad and you'll get 10% off your core subscription. Okay, enough for me. Back to the show. You mentioned as far as the ideal time doing it in the off-season. I know a lot of folks listening, there's just not too much bandwidth there. And so things get pushed off. And this isn't one of those things. You should be proactive there. You should make sure that you are prepared for what seems to be an inevitable storm, uh, the way that things are going. But in the event that in the off-season you don't have the bandwidth to do that, what are things that or actions that people could take I would hate to say last minute, but uh, going towards that that deadline of a storm is coming, and you need to do those last minute items.
1: Yeah. So one thing that we need to understand, though, is that uh, these severe convective storms, whether that is your severe thunderstorms, your derechoes, um, even your tornadoes, uh, they come much quicker than and, and less notice than you would get for, say, a hurricane. Uh, so we get seven days for a hurricane. We may get only thirty six to forty eight hours for these storms. But if you do get noticed that there are going to be severe storms in your area, what you need to do um, is really start that that last minute prep. Um, so going up on that roof while it's still, when well, there's no wind, when it's still sunny day, um, removing that debris, making sure the drains aren't clogged, making sure your flashing is tight, uh, you know, making sure the mechanical units are still up there, are still attached properly. Then you also want to make sure that there's no debris around your building too. So Sometimes we stack pallets in the back of our business, whether they're wood pallets. We may even have inventory. So some, you know, maintenance uh, places may store some things outside or even like your hard- local hardware store. They may have tractors or, or something that could be lifted. Signs. Signs are another big one outside. Make sure those are all properly attached. If they're not, they can become one-born debris. Windborne debris can fly, they can break windows, Uh, and then once you break your window or breach your interior uh, pressure on the inside of your building, we're going to get excessive upload lifts on your roof, so you can actually have additional damage from that. So what may seem small, like a sign outside, could actually have a major impact on your business. Uh, So just make sure that that is all taken care of, even last-minute prep like uh, your landscaping. If you have a tree that's close to a window, you don't want it to breach the window. If it's over your your building, just make sure you're pulling it down and then actually cutting it back a little bit just so that we know um, it's not going to land on top of your roof and cause sure. damage.
0: And you you start out with the roof being the, the top priority there, but now we've kind of moved on into the windows and different ways for, you know, that you mentioned the outside getting in, right? Mm-hmm. So beyond the roof, what are actions that or items that people should be on the lookout for?
1: Yeah, so routine maintenance on your walls, windows, and, and doors, uh, you want to make sure that they're all not excessively aged, uh, that they're not showing signs of aging. If you're looking at your windows, what we see with that, particularly with thunderstorms and severe convective storms, uh, is water intrusion through those gaps. So you want to make sure that you're caulking your windows. Uh, check with your manufacturer's specs. If you have the manufacturer specifications for those windows, Sometimes on your larger commercial properties, you're going to have more intricate windows, so check with the manufacturer specs. They may provide what type of uh, gasket you have uh, or what type of caulking that you need to use. Otherwise, if you have your typical windows, you can just go to your local hardware store and get some, uh, you know, caulking in there. Caulk around the windows. Make sure that those are seal tight. You don't want water coming through there. With your walls, if you're seeing any excessive aging, whether you have metal panel walls, you may see some missing fasteners. You may see rusting. Uh, make sure that you don't have any holes, chips. If you have any, um, you know, stucco or EIFS, you don't want to make. You want to make sure that you don't have any cracks. Uh, that means you know excessive aging. So just take a look at that. And if you do see any of those signs in your routine maintenance or even in your last minute prep, you want to hire a contractor to come take a look at it and just have a second eye, set of eyes on it. Sure. And
0: now let's fast forward post storm. And there has been unfortunate damage Mm -hmm. in this scenario. What are the immediate actions people could take? Or should
1: they take if they have experienced a bad storm and damage due to it? Of course. One thing that we didn't mention though in season prep, which I'm going to touch upon now because it's going to come back post is document your stuff, document everything that you have in your building, your large machinery, make sure you have all those numbers down, document it, photograph it because post storm, what we're going to want to do is we're going to want to one, uh, have someone designated to go back to the property first before anyone else does make sure the property is safe if they can get in the building, if there's nothing down, no down wires, if there are down wires, don't go near them, call your uh, you know, local fire department, call 911. Uh, make sure that safety to gets to the property. Once you can get to the property, uh, if there's no building damage, uh, you could just put back your inventory and, you know, make sure that there's no, you know, minor damages. If you do have damage, you wanna document that immediately. You wanna take photographs. Uh, you wanna get a contractor on call, uh, have them come out and get ready to fix it. Uh, if you do have any holes or any openings, you wanna you know, get those tarped uh, and make sure that uh, you're really prepared for the next step. Get that to your insurance company. Understand what your insurance covers and what it doesn't and make sure that you're getting it to your insurance agent. That's gonna be your best bet of getting back on your feet.
0: That's great and I guess Relaying all that communication to the team. I mean, what what are best practices you've seen there as far as internal communication post storm?
1: So having a business continuity plan. Uh, we have tools online. We have OFB Easy and Easy Prep uh, at ibhs.org. They're easy tools that you can use. Uh, it helps you plan out what steps you need to take, uh, and then practice, 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 practice. I, I know uh, sometimes we forget to do this, but it's run through your your chain of commands and understand that uh, you know. Turnover does happen within a company. So if there is someone who leaves the company, make sure that someone is put in their position. So each person will have a, t- a task. So OFB Easy and Easy Prep, uh, lay out what to do uh, post-storm and for different types of events. So it's it's good to you know put uh, people responsible for those different tasks. So like going back to the property post-storm, someone will be designated that. But if you do have turnover, mm-hmm. make sure that you're constantly updating it conveying that plan with your team uh, because everyone has a a role to play in it. So uh, we do our own tests here at our our facility at IBHS uh, and we do them every single year routinely, uh, once a year and we'll run through an event and a scenario and you need to know what your position is and what you're doing. So, and we always have those plans posted around the building. So if you are a restaurant or you're uh, say a hotel owner, just have it posted up on the wall that way. If anyone has any questions, what they need to do, They can just go right up there and look, find their name and then know what they need to what processes they need to follow.
0: And I was actually going to ask you that as far as the documentation, uh, because there's so much documentation around and it can be found in a million different places. Where do you recommend people document these different plans and communicate that uh, with their colleagues?
1: So we always like to have it on the internet. We always like to have backup plans. We always like to have it somewhere that everyone can access it. Um, But also hard copies are great too. Uh, But we do know that hard copies can get wet, they can get lost. uh, And then if they're changed, you have to make sure that you're updating the the hard copy as well. So generally we like to keep it on the internet somewhere, a location that everyone can access it. Um, And that way, even if, you know, we can't access it from the facility itself, we could do it from, from elsewhere.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, this has all been great information here, Chris. And I know coming up in March, like I mentioned earlier there, we should expect to see an uptick in uh, and severe storms coming our way. So definitely some solid takeaways for folks that are looking to prepare and prepare for that worst case scenario, because it unfortunately is happening uh, more often now than ever. Uh, But Chris, one last question I ask everybody, and that is who or what has had the biggest impact on you and your career?
1: Oh, man, what a curveball question. Uh, (laughs) I never prep people either, so don't worry. (laughs) Honestly, um, so one of my good friends, Maureen, uh, actually – preposition this position for me uh this position that i took on was commercial lines engineer when i first came to ibhs completely out of the box for me Uh, i was previously in design so she asked me if i was interested in this position coming to the mitigation side of it uh and it's changed my life completely uh i will never look at mitigation the same way and um i hope to help businesses and you know small you know small businesses and homeowners really um, thrive after post storms. And um, you know, seeing hurricane disaster from this position is just a whole life changing experience. So uh, I attribute it to that. So coming over to IBHS has been, has been great.
0: Yeah, no. And you're exactly right. Where Uh, seeing it from your perspective and now, I mean, you live in Tampa, so you see the impact of hurricanes probably annually, uh, me being from Florida, I I recall 2005, uh, there's, we might've missed seven weeks of school during the fall because of hurricane after hurricane. And so it's impacted me personally quite a bit and just seeing what you could do to prepare and then action you take after the fact. Uh, it's really interesting. I'm sure to your
1: point, it's fascinating to see it on that side of things. Yeah, it's also um, you know, heart-wrenching and devastating mm. to go post-storm. So we also do post-storm investigations uh, and going into the field and talking with small business owners who have lost everything yeah. um, has really changed my perspective on mitigation. It's all preventable. And I think that's the key takeaway from today is that it is all preventable if we just do the work.
0: Just make the time to prioritize yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. And it, uh, it's always one of those things that it seems like it could never happen to you until it does. And so let's, let's do what we yeah. can and uh, take away th- some of the, the content information you shared today and be prepared for it. But uh, Chris, once again, thank you for coming on and sharing your insights here and to uh, all those listening, be good. Appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Modern Facilities Management Podcast. Make sure to subscribe for future episodes and follow us on LinkedIn for more facilities management content.